1: Welcome, welcome. My name is Micah, and it's so good to be together on Sunday mornings. Uh, if you're new here, uh, I'm the assistant pastor here, and I just want you to know that you are so welcome. You are so welcome here. You're amongst friends. Uh, before we continue, though, uh, I'm going to invite all our elementary students who are with us this morning to follow the spot-on leader, Delaney, over there in the back corner, uh, back downstairs for more discipleship and worship. Uh, Our leaders downstairs do such a great job every week and every week out Uh, can we make some noise for them for downstairs they make a difference with our kids it's so important uh, the next generation but today I want to ask you guys I want to tell you guys that you know I think that maybe some of you might be discouraged and so today I want to help you find the courage For you to do all that God has before you today. And so uh, if you have your Bible, your Bible app or your bulletin insert today, I'm going to draw your attention to the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 5. And so just so you know, uh, Acts is this account that follows the adventures of the apostles after the life, ministry, death and resurrection of Jesus and these disciples had encountered the risen Christ his ascension into heaven and now they have received the Holy Spirit for the cause of making disciples of all people and you know everything had changed for these followers and their lives would never be the same and so just a little background here in chapter 3 Peter and John these two disciples of Jesus are walking to the temple in Jerusalem for prayer and they heal this crippled man in the name of Jesus and this miracle ignites mass repentance and this huge revival amongst all the witnesses who saw what happened And a movement so big that it, it attracts the attention of the elders and the religious leaders in Jerusalem. And so these leaders bring these Jesus followers, Peter and John, in for questioning. And that's where we jump into the narrative today, starting at verse 5. So let's, let's read the passage here together, starting with verse 5 alright the next day the rulers the elders and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem Annas the high priest was there and so was Caiaphas John Alexander and others of the high priests family and they had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them by what power or what name did you do this then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them which has become the cornerstone salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind but by which we must be saved and this is really important hearing in verse 13 and when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and they took note that they had been with Jesus that these men had been with Jesus but since they could see that the man who had been healed standing there with them there was nothing that they could say so they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and they conferred together what are we gonna do with these men they asked and everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it but to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name And so then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. And as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And after further threats, they let them go. They cannot decide how to punish them because of all the people who are praising God for what had happened for the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old Isn't that awesome this is the word of the Lord can we pray together before we continue let's pray Holy Spirit we welcome you here today we want to spend this time with you well and so we take this time to turn back to you and ask that you'd work in us we ask that you would dwell in us freely again we sometimes take you for granted, but we don't want to do that today. We want to know you more. And through our worship and through your word, we aim to spend some quality time with you. And we love that we can do that. We're so thankful that we can do that. Amen. Amen. What do you think about when I say the word courage? What does courage look like to you today? So for some of you, courage might be wearing socks and sandals together. <laughs> right? Or maybe maybe courage is the the making a new friend for the first time or making cold calls to strangers. I know some people think that is courage. Maybe some people think that public speaking takes courage. Maybe courage is being an Oilers fan. <laughs> maybe Uh, If you're like me, courage is falling asleep and snoring loudly in the same room as your wife who's in active labor. Maybe that is courage. That didn't happen. She won't let me forget it. But for some of us, let me get real for us. For some of us, it takes courage just to get out of the bed in the morning. Some of you might have to muster everything you have just to... To parent day in and day out. It it takes courage just for you to come to a Sunday gathering like this. And at times it may take all that you have just to get through the day. All the courage you can muster. And so when Jesus asks us to come and follow him. When he asks us to love and to heal and witness and to make disciples in his name. We don't know if we have any courage left. That seems scary. Scary. It reminds me of the scene from this summer with my family. It wasn't too long ago that me and my family were in Nova Scotia, and we were spending some time at the beach in Benyon on the island of Cape Breton. And there was this old diving tower that campers would jump off into the emerald seawater. And there's a picture of it here. Beautiful. They had a summer. And so let me tell you about this summer. The the first day we were out there enjoying the weather, there was this 10-year-old girl who was trying to jump off this high dive. And me and my wife were swimming, and we watched her work up the nerve to take a jump while her friends climbed this rickety tower with ease and were jumping off like a bunch of maniacs. But she was struggling. Her leg shook as she climbed the ladder up to that tower. And she desperately clung violently to that guardrail as she was at the top and she peered over the edge, looking below. And it didn't take long before she noticed that me and my wife were watching her. And she, she yelled down to us and she explained, it was just yesterday that she had taken the plunge without a second thought. In fact, she had jumped off that thing several times the day before, but today she was struggling. She didn't have the courage. And so Dom and I just just began to encourage her. We said, you could do it. You could take that leap. You've done it before. It's it's important not to overthink it. I I even went up there and I took the jump myself to show her that she could do it. And eventually, after some time, she found the courage to just jump. And I believe it made a difference that we were there with her. That we spent that time with her. I believe that time we spent together gave her the courage to take the plunge. And so that night after after, uh, reclining on the deck, I, I, I couldn't help but think that it was a perfect picture of our lives. Every day spent following Jesus is like walking up to that high dive. Rain or shine, we ascend the ladder to see the leap of faith that Jesus has before us. And every step you take up that ladder singles you out. People will notice you stick out like a sore thumb when you stand on the top of a diving tower and every day you will face your fears and your insecurities and take a leap of faith you're gonna have to climb that ladder and muster that courage and take that plunge but where will we find the courage it takes to climb that ladder and take that plunge where in the same way will we find the courage? to follow Jesus see like us these disciples Peter and John needed to find courage to keep following Jesus you know Peter and John were no exception they were nobodies when Jesus called them to follow him they were just these scrawny teenage fishermen but knowing Jesus changed them their time with Jesus made them courageous men of faith they saw that Jesus had the authority to do Great things. Watching Jesus love and heal and free people from the rule of sin totally convinced them that in Jesus the impossible was possible. Jesus healed the dead and forgave the sinner and died and rose again right before Peter and John's eyes. And he, this authority Jesus gave to them. He put the power in their hands to heal the sick, perform miracles, and to preach boldly in his name. And the more they spent time with Jesus the more encouraged and able they were to do his work in verse 13 it says when they saw the courage of Peter and John they realized that they were unschooled ordinary men and they were astonished and they took note that they had been with Jesus did you catch that they saw that their courage and could tell that they had been with Jesus they found their courage in Jesus friends when you spend time with the risen Savior you will find the courage you need to follow him so let me ask you how might a personal relationship with Jesus give you courage today I'm going to tell you that there are four choices that a personal relationship with Christ will give you the courage to make and the first one a personal relationship with Jesus will give you the courage to take a stand You know the more you spend time with Jesus the deeper your relationship with him is and the deeper your relationship with him the deeper your affections for him and the deeper your affections for him the more likely you are to take a stand for him and what he cares about in verse 18 Peter took a stand before the elders and the leaders with John and the leaders called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus but Peter and John replied which is right in the God's eyes To listen to you or to him. You be the judges. You see, they took a stand. They didn't just tell these authorities what they wanted to hear. Instead, they appealed to them. Why? Because the disciples had a correct understanding of right and wrong because they knew who they served. Jesus was their Lord. They knew that because they had spent time with him. And they would only serve Jesus. Anything contrary would be wrong. Anything contrary to that would be disobedient. See, it's just like that high dive. Jesus climbed it first. He took the first stand. And so whatever high dive is before you today, you can climb it with boldness and confidence. It won't matter what people say, how people gawk at you, and because we know that what Jesus stands for is greater Than their approval and is more important than our pride jesus took a stand on the highest place to show you how much god loves you he challenged every barrier that would get between you and god he said everything that needs to be said he suffered and sacrificed everything that he is asking us to be willing to suffer and sacrifice and he took every step he is asking us to take. And he was exposed and vulnerable to save us. And he took a stand on a high place for you and me. And he asks us to take such a stand in order to save others. So maybe, maybe that's you today. You need to take a stand. So what stand do you need to take with Jesus in your life? Maybe some examples would be that you... you You need to share about your faith in jesus at work maybe you need to tell someone who's suffering about the healing love of god perhaps the people you're hanging out with are are pressuring you to do something that you know is wrong but you just need the courage to say no i'm not going to do that will you take a stand this week it's time to climb the ladder and stand out, will you take a stand with Jesus today, friends? See, it takes courage to stand for your faith, but Jesus stands with you. And with Jesus by your side, you're capable then more than you have ever imagined. But some of you might be asking, you know, what if it's, it's too dangerous? I want to tell you, be of good courage because a relationship with Jesus will give you the courage to risk it. Every risk we see Jesus take, the more willing we are to take the same risks he took. And the apostles, they they would face very real and immediate threats every day as they followed Jesus. In verse 21, after further threats, they let them go. They let Peter and John go. And they could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. You see, every step these disciples take is a risk. But it was always worth it. You see, God was praised and lives were changed because a crippled man was healed in the name of Jesus. Every threat was met with grace and provision. Every risk was part of God's perfect plan. And so again, it's just like that diving board. Jesus isn't just calling those of us who follow him and love him to stand up for him. You just don't climb up a diving tower to stand at the top. Jesus is calling us to jump so his kingdom can come here on earth. And you may be standing at the edge of taking a leap of faith that God is telling you to take, but you think it's too risky. You're saying to yourself, "Is the water deep enough? Is there sharp rocks at the bottom? I'm getting older. Can my body really do this anymore? I don't know if I can do this like I used to when I was young. The, the risk is too much. The cost is too high. Maybe I'll, I'll just take a stand for Jesus and support others who take the leap, but I'm not going to risk it but let me tell you jesus counted the cost of taking a chance on you and considered it worth it every worry he has weathered every bruise he has experienced every pain he has endured he even risked and received a brutal death on a cross for you and he took that jump for you don't spend your life on the edge of something greater jump so if that's you today what do you need to risk with jesus today perhaps you need to risk your pride so you can share the message of jesus with your extended family risk being embarrassed maybe it's it's time to put your money on the line and risk it because you love it so much today might be the day that you risk it in order to be at peace with god and part of what jesus is doing here in, in edmonton it's time to push past our fears friends and take risks with jesus will you do that with me see i know it takes courage to take the risk involved in following jesus but Jesus not only took every risk, but he sacrificed himself for those who love him. And there is no risk that is too big or too costly for the disciple of Jesus. Jesus moved mountains and conquered the grave for you. And he asks us to do the same thing for others. But you might think, what if I don't measure up? What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not qualified for what God has for me? What he's asking me to do? Don't worry, friends, because the third thing is a personal relationship with Jesus will give you the courage to do it anyway. He'll give you the courage to make that choice to do it anyway, because the more we see Jesus working through average people, the more likely we are to do great things ourselves. God used Peter and John. In verse 13, they were astonished because of their courage, even though they were ordinary men. Unschooled men fishermen barely adults just as he did with these disciples Peter and John Jesus could do amazing things through your life and it doesn't matter if you're qualified if God is telling you to do it Jesus just wants your obedience God just wants your obedience he will work the miracles he has worked the miracles he will work the miracles and you, in the same way, it's just like that diving tower. You will come up with so many reasons not to take the leap from the high dive in your life. and as You will come up as many, with as many as you need. And some of them even might be great reasons not to jump. And you will sit at the verge of the next step in your journey and come up with so many reasons why you're not qualified to jump. And you will listen to the hecklers and the critics and who don't believe you can do what God is calling you to do, and you will entertain the voices in your head that will say you are just ordinary and that you can't. But Jesus isn't asking you to take any step or stand or leap on your own. He's with you every bit of the way, in fact. Jesus doesn't want you to consider whether you can accomplish any feat of faith in your life, But if he can, he's asking you to take the jump anyways, to do it anyways, to take the next step of faith despite your qualifications or what you've done or what you're carrying because he uses the obedient, not the qualified. Isn't that great news today? Right? He just wants your heart, your obedience. So if that's you today that's where you're at that's the step where you're at what is something big in your life that god is telling you to do maybe it's time to talk about it to put the work in towards it build up to it prepare yourself for it to to wait on god for it to take god's word for it and forget what everyone else is saying start that nonprofit inquire about being an international missionary go back to school apply for that job ask that godly lady out that might be for one of you (laughs) talk to that depressed man that depressed looking man on the bus lead a home group or try out for the band what is God asking you to do that you need courage for it's time to push past All our excuses and take the plunge with Jesus it takes courage to do things Jesus has asked us to do I know but Jesus empowers those who act in obedience it is his name that we do his work and so it will be by his power that it will be done but you might also be thinking what if I make a commotion what if people start to look at me what if they take notice people are gonna get sick of all my Jesus this and Jesus that well I want to tell you today a personal relationship with Jesus will give you the courage to shamelessly talk about Jesus see the more we spend time with Jesus the less we can shut up about him in verse 20 Peter and John say as for us we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard about the time we spent with Jesus why because they spent time with Jesus have you ever just been so changed because you hung out with someone They gave you the courage. You know, the Bible teaches the people you hang out with will change you. They'll influence you. And when you hang out with Jesus, you get to know him. And I believe you fall in love with him. And when you fall in love with Jesus, you cannot stop talking about him. And you will find the courage to share him with everyone you know. So when people in your life are struggling or lost, you know a guy for that. That guy is Jesus, and he will change their lives. They will change, he will change our lives. And So when you really know Jesus, you can't help but talk about him. And so when you take that leap, you can't not make a splash. You know, just, it's just like on that high dive, on that diving board. Have you ever tried to make a cannonball or take a cannonball or do a cannonball and, and not make a splash? It doesn't work like that. When you go all in, you go all out. You know, whatever high dive God is asking you to jump off in your life, I don't believe that there is any clean or quiet way to do it. You can't keep that under wraps. You're going to make a splash. People have already seen that you've climbed up the ladder, you've taken a stand, and you're, you're, you've counted the cost, and you've dealt with your, your demons, and you've claimed to the world that the jump is worth it. People are watching, and so they should see you make a splash why why make a splash because your love for Jesus should get all over the place it should get all over the people in your life your trust in Jesus and a leap of faith will result in salvations, healings and miracles should get all over the place and after that every high place God leads you to will have an eternal impact isn't that awesome and with every leap of faith you take God will lead you to higher places that will demand greater faith and devotion greater courage do we want to go to more or to higher places and then more to higher places than that I do so when you take a courageous leap from the high dive in your life people should hear about it So if that's you today, you're struggling with uh, uh, going live, going public with your faith and and doing things for Jesus, is it time for you to open open up about who Jesus is in your life? Do people know Jesus is a part of your life and that you believe he can change lives and work miracles today? I get it. I know it's hard to do that. Standing up for Jesus is one thing, but taking a leap of faith to see his power work in our community is another It takes courage to stand up for your faith, to risk it all and overcome our insecurities and share the good news of Jesus. But I have excellent news for you. Jesus will give you the courage you need to follow him. Isn't that amazing? I think that's amazing. This is all very amazing to me. You see, the more we spend time with the Holy Spirit and hang on God's word, the more we want to stand for what he stands for. And the greater your understanding of his love and, and the higher the stakes seem and smaller the risks become the more we experience the power of his life the less we care about how qualified we are and the more we grow to love him the more we talk about him and if people are being lost without jesus we will never shut up about him so right now i'm going to invite the band back up and as they do that I want to tell you if you're discouraged today this is the most important thing that you need to know Jesus will make you brave he will give you the courage you need to follow him the world will know that Jesus is alive because of your courage and you will have courage because Jesus is alive today Jesus will make you brave. Remember that as you leave today. And so just before we close, I want to take a moment to reflect and examine our lives. Uh, and I'm going to get you guys to stand up with me as we do that and we continue before we continue in worship. But let me ask you two questions. Just two. The first one is do you have a personal relationship with Jesus today? Have you met him? Do you spend time with him? If you haven't, we would love to talk to you about it. We would love to pray with you and talk about what that would look like after the gathering. And The second question I have for you is just, what is one thing you need courage for today? What is God asking you to do? I believe he can give you the courage to do that. Let me pray for you before we continue in worship. Let's pray. Jesus, you are alive and you make us brave. We want to know you more. Holy spirit, we want you to come in and help us do that. Change some stuff inside. Help us work out our fears and insecurities. Help us count the cost and know that it's worth it, just as you said it was worth it for us. Because we believe that you give those who follow you the courage to follow you. We're just so thankful for that. And so we come to you. We pursue you. We want the courage for what you have for us. And as we sing this song, We'll Come to the Altar, we're pursuing you, your work, the changes you want to make. Realign the furniture, give us courage. We love you for it. Amen.
0: Well, thanks for listening to our podcast.